What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, the legacy of the New Age Outlaws. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019? Sorry, OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. So now that they're this so dumb, they fun. don't know how to use it anyway. So it doesn't matter what you say. Well, <laughs> every time. You could give them the actual, like, just like letter for letter and pause, and they're like, like they, just, they don't get it. So, all that to say, this bird, I believe. Um, how awesome New Age Outlaws was, and what a yeah. uh, how I've long always of a said tenure. This. Yep. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I've always said this though. Like you know, they had such a short like flame. Like if you want to think about it in the grand scheme of things, but like a lot of people don't realize. To me, the New Age Outlaws revitalized tag team wrestling's in WWF, and yep. Vince never liked tag wrestlers. Like Vince always was like. What's the thing we've always said in the past? I was like, oh, you got to pay him twice as much and all that stuff. And Bruce Pritchard said that too. Like, but the New Age Outlaws like came around when Vince was just trying to kind of like, I don't really care about tag wrestling. And then they came around right around the beginning of the formation of DX and the Attitude Era. And like they kind of, to me, revitalized tag wrestling. Shortly after that came the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys. Not, not their careers, but like their spotlights in wwe or wwf like then after that new age outlaw started this like at the end of 97 and right. carried it on like they were people do not talk about the new age outlaws enough and opinion. not only that like so between the two of them you have one guy that is a legacy wrestler who then became a producer and probably behind the scenes for many years after um, now you have a guy who scissors people and then, and the guy Billy Whoa. Gunn, who guy who's in amazing shape and has been around yeah. since, I guess eighty nine or almost forty years. Um, I also did and is still going. Way, Billy Gunn just turned Billy Gunn just turned fifty nine, and he yes. looks twenty two. Yes, and has the like, body of that, and that's because I remember reading, seeing the notes come in, and, and how Billy Gunn was eight years before his debut in WWE, yeah. WWF at the time. It's like these two guys were the right people for the right time and the right chemistry put them together. Magic was made and the new, yeah, you still say the, the intro. Oh, you didn't know. Boom. Like you love yeah. it. And they were such a part you of the attitude area and so important. Yeah. Amazing. So and the good. perfect combination of, of Jim Johnson's music and, and talent and, and, and chemistry. Absolute yeah. legends. Yep. Catch us up I, on Spotify and Twitcher and uh, oh my. Facebook. What? Read on, you piece oh, of shit. Right. Sorry. Nah, I'm working on it. I'm working I'm on upset. it. I'm upset. I'm upset. Bunch of gabbers. Whoa. Like a hen house in here. Uh, the road dog Jesse James is the second generation wrestler and the youngest brother of the Armstrong family. He made his wrestling debut on December 1st of 1986. Following this, James put his wrestling career on hold to enlist in the United States Marine Corps in 1987, thank you for your service. Upon his return to the ring, Hell he would yeah. wrestle as enhancement talent until becoming Jeff Jarrett's roadie in 1994. Never had a Billy great Gunn. body. Like, the Armstrongs never were super thick, but at least Brad had muscles. Like, you can see this guy had an uphill battle as, Brad was uh, the as guy an Armstrong. Too, that, like, that Brad was supposed to, like, be the guy. 
Yeah. And I guess backstage, Brad Armstrong was like super funny and had all charisma. And then when they would turn the cameras on, Brad was like, mm. <laughs> and like, and it sucked this? because like every, everyone who's told a story about really Brad, rest in peace, oh. by the way. Um, oh, I didn't uh, know Brad was said, gone. Like, yeah. Brad's passed. Um, God, I better oh. fucking make sure of that. Cause I'm pretty sure that Brad did pass. Um, oh, oh. but, uh, but yeah, everybody said that like, you know, he was like super funny backstage, like one of the f- brightest guys uh, in the backstage area, and but when the light turned on, he just could not translate it. Um, Bullet Bob, I know, oh, passed. That's, that's the dad, right? Yes, yep. he died on November first, uh, two thousand twelve. Oh. Brad did. Oh, yeah. Billy oh, Gunn man. became a professional wrestler after a stint as a professional bull rider. That sounds right, dude. You want to beat your body up before you go into wrestling? Be a fucking bull rider. How many? Everything's like, fine. Jeez, how is he still standing? And a professional, he was in the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Silly. But left that profession in his early 20s in order to pursue a career as a professional wrestler. If you have a choice, I would say take the wrestling gig because that bull's going to yeah. mess you up every single – every night. I'm, I think he made yep. the right move. Just I'm just saying. Uh, Billy yep. wrestled on the indie circuit for eight years. Eight years! Until signing with the WWF in 1993. Okay, that so that's what I'm saying. So he was 1985. He started, if that's correct, wrestling on the Indies. And Somewhere around that, yeah. Let's go ahead and say he is 37 years in the business, and he wrestled last week on AEW. 30. <laughs> he looks wonderful. Seven years, and he I hurt. Great. I hurt my back raking one bag of leaves. At 46 years old. Sciatica kicks in, bro. Continue. Uh, Billy Gunn made his WWF debut on the May 17, 1993 episode of Raw, teaming with his on-screen brother, Bart Gunn, as the Smoking Guns. You love them. They wrestled in jeans. It was great. I like them. They were 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 okay. I do like them. Well, there, there, there's certain things about each one later where you respect them, but when they came out, you're like, this is not going to work. <laughs> this, I mean, yeah, I see. I can't remember what... Uh, Jess, would we say I, back then we didn't respect them? I would say yes, when right? When we first saw them, we we, didn't it was like a them. definite departure. Yeah. Like, 93 began a depression era for American y- wrestling. Yes. And so, like, they when we saw them, like, whatever. But sure. Dave's going to read on. Like, I grew to respect them. They were actually – they were really good wrestlers. Yes. Like, they were a good tag team. They were really we, we didn't respect and them then, when we, the when we watched time, them yeah. at your house when they came down, but, right? Right, right. Yeah. That's Sorry, our bad, yeah. Barton, Billy. Our bad. That's Craig's bad. What? Uh, but they, meaning, uh, you know, Billy and Bart, would win – the WWF Tag Team Championships on three occasions. Pew, 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 they would pew. split up in 1996, and Gunn would become a Rock. Gunn changed his name to Rockabilly, and he was managed by Honky Tonk Man. I, I missed Yikes. that. Don't that gimmick that. failed horribly. And then we get the formation of the New Age Outlaws. Friend, you are not a loser, so me and you together. Oh, I smell money. I smell money. Willie Will, are you with me? And he's going to tell you, Willie Will, are you with me or not? Well, what's the answer? Well, at least not. It looks like Billy's with Honky. Looks I'm like- going to solve your problem. Jesse James. Oh, look out. Look out.
They quickly rose to the top of the sorry, tag Mike. and won the tag team championships from the Legion of Doom. Wow. Yeah, on November 24th of 1997. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. What a tear shot. And the roll They also got their outlaws nickname, Craig, when they stole the win and ran My to God. the waiting car, prompting Raw announcer Jim Ross to liken them to outlaws, leaving the robbery. The name stuck in the New Age outlaws. Yeah, they're like they're like uh, they're like new, and then also they have ages. They're all ages, and then uh, they're outlaws. And it's crazy, King. He's like, I can't believe it. I love them. I think they're great. <laughs> But I get it. They are outlaws in an age of newness. Oh, puppies. It's worth selling. It's worth selling. <laughs> T-shirts available next week. With LOD. with LOD, the outlaws became acquainted with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, collectively known as D-Generation X, and assaulting the team on an episode of Monday Night Raw including shaving off one of the Road Warrior Hawks, Mohawks. Wow. That's hilarious. throwing Road Warrior Animal through the announcer's table. That's It happens. It's definitely taking down taking down some kings. It, you know what? It, Not Animal's aside, fault. It started, it started it here, Hawk. and, like, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Obviously, it was good, but I don't know the backstage relationship between Sean and Triple H and those other two. Um Billy and uh, uh, Road Dog. Obviously, it was good, and they were just kind of like, "Yeah, let's write him in the storyline. Let's do that." Because I remember before they got anointed as DX members, they I remember a, a famous scene that Dave's going to talk about, and uh, that's when I knew, like, "Oh shit!" Like that's kind of cool, and it was just a really cool segment of Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels kind of anointing them on screen. But backstage, obviously, here they were supporting these guys in the backstage going, you know, push them hard yeah. as a tag team. Let's make them a new deal. Yeah. And cause they knew it was working. Right. So yeah. after beginning a feud with Cactus Jack and Terry Funk in the early year of 98, the team was confronted by DX who told them they needed to start making waves by acting more controversially in response to this, the outlaws locked Cactus Jack and changed whole Charlie. <sighs> Into a dumpster <laughs> and threw it off the entrance ramp onto the concrete floor. I remember that, that. That's what I remember. And I also remember that's the, the moment after yeah. they did it. Yeah. After they did it. So when they did that, they had Road Dog and Billy Gunn kind of act human. Like, what do we do? What do we do? And I'll never forget in a separate backstage vignette, Sean and Triple H coming up to them. We're going, Why are you guys feeling sad? Who cares? Nobody cares about you. It's you guys look out for each other. Like, don't worry about that. Stop acting like it's it's sad that you did that. They deserved it. And it was an awesome like segment. I, yeah. I'll never forget that. And as a fan, I was like, dude, that was fucking kind of cool. And like now these this new tag team had instant respect on their name because Sean and Triple H were like, dude, fuck this company. Fuck what fans. That was think. awesome. Do you it. guys do it. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It was really good. They are. You know, we don't have a whole lot of opportunity in this business to get over. So maybe you do. When you see a target of opportunity, maybe you attack it. Maybe we went too far. They've got maybe families. we did, JR. They've got family. Well, I got family too, and you think I don't understand that? Hey, hey, hey. I got news to you guys. Every week, we're asked to go out there and outdo ourselves. Every 
Every week we're asked to go out there and take greater risk. Push the envelope, raise the bar, get those ratings. I got news for you. That's exactly, hey, that's exactly what the Generation X does. But I know the question, hey, where does it end? Where does it end? Hey, Ross, you tell us. Where does it all end? Why don't you ask your boss, Vince McMahon? Maybe the fans can tell us. If it wasn't them, it would have been you guys. That's right. It would have been you guys. You want to fight us, go ahead, but you guys got to smarten up. Smarten up. Suck it up, you You're getting ratings. You're getting ratings, and that's what matters. That's all you need to think about. Think about yourselves. Get those ratings. Push the bar. This is WWE. Push it higher. Push it higher. At WrestleMania 14, the New Age Outlaws lost the titles to Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie in a dumpster match. Fantastic. Fantastic. As the aid of Triple H and X-Pac, the Outlaws regained the title. Not so fantastic. Not so fantastic. And officially joined DX. Good stuff. It's a churning moment. At least they got the WrestleMania moment before they got hosed by Sean. It It was the night after WrestleMania 14. Stone Cold beat Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels leaves for four years at that point. Um, And then Triple H got anointed the next night on Raw in one of the most famous Raws ever uh, where he brought uh, X-Pac back and um, because he left. So that was like the first. It's so funny. Like we talk about the tide of wrestling now when AEW first started, they pulled everybody over. And then when Cody came back over uh, to WWE, you know, in the last year, like everyone's like, oh my God, the tide kind of turned back. And I remember like the same thing, like uh, WCW had been stomping them and taking all their stars and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, X-Pac like, comes back. Uh, he was a member of the NWO. He got injured, and then Bischoff fired him by FedEx, and then they got him back. So the night after WrestleMania 14, X-Pac comes back. He's like, I'm part of the DX, and like, it was kind of the first thing where, like, holy shit, like, he was on WCW. He was NWO, and now he's coming back over. He's the first guy uh, before, I think this was right before, like, two or three weeks before they finally beat the 83-week streak. Um, and uh, and like Xbox comes over and you're like, oh, I remember specifically WrestleMania 14 being like a game changer. And you felt like after Sean left, like Triple H took the leadership of DX, New Age Outlaws, New Age Outlaws were there, and uh, they get X-Pac. And, like, it started a whole new DX. Like, Stone Cold playing over is a huge part of This was the song. most successful, like, portion yeah. of DX. Like, DX was really good here. JR. And when you start an army... When you set out to do what no one else can do, the first thing you do is you look to your blood. You look to your buddies. You look to your friends. You look to the click. You have DX coming underneath, and you have Stone Cold on top. It's it's a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, their growing popularity of the new DX quickly turned the group from heels tweeners, eventually becoming faces, and they feuded with many different tag teams over the course of 1998. Their immense popularity was part of what helped the WWF challenge World Championship Wrestling for ratings uh, supremacy during the Monday Night Wars. As 1999 started, the Outlaws slowly began to drift apart, with each man striving for singles gold. 
Road Dog held both the Hardcore title and the Intercontinental Championship for the first few months of 1999, including the successful IT title, IC title defense at WrestleMania 15, and Gunn briefly held the Hardcore title as well. In March, the pair started to team once again, leading to a match with Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart at Backlash in April. A week later, Gunn turned heel on Road Dog, resulting in a feud and a match at Over the Edge. And that following month, Gunn went on to win the King of the Ring tournament. In the yeah, they tried. They tried splitting yep. them for a while or whatever, and you know, like Doesn't you got to try, right? Road Dog had tons of charisma. So did Billy Gunn, and uh, it's, it's just a. a a really yeah. perfect example of like when you split them, it may work, it may not. It kind of didn't, no. and like they tried, but like at the same time, like hey man, I remember Gun winning it's the kind of like, uh, like New Day. Now you could try to split them, but it doesn't. This, yeah, this team was always you know. better than the sum of its parts, uh, and this just kind of proved it. Like this, this period here. I remember Billy yeah. Gunn winning the King of Ring tournament, and they put him in the feud with The Rock, like right after. And I remember Gun kind of choking. And yeah. like, and then right, but they go right back to the tag team right afterwards. It, it, it's weird. Although I do, I do love the Mister Ass theme song. I know this is way down I the do road, too. but, but there's there's, there's nothing better than an I'm an ass man. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> they tried during during the fall of 1999. The Outlaws reunited first as faces, but then as heels when they rejoined the reformed and now heel. DX. No Way Out saw the final end of the Outlaws when Gunn received a serious arm injury during the match with the Dudley Boys. Uh, Gunn was soon kicked out of DX after losing his cool and getting into a fight with all of the DX members. In reality, he needed to have serious surgery to repair a torn rotator cuff. That's that's horrible. You know, I, yeah. There's not too many injuries that are worse than that. Now, Billy, that means DX, Dog, and X-Pac. Yeah. Not you. What are you talking about? You're going to get your deal done, and obviously you're in no position. What are you to do talking it? about? Let me tell you something. With one arm, I'm twice as good as you'll ever be. Don't tell oh, me yeah, I'm not I ready. I can take this off when I want. I don't know what Carl's problem you're taking, is. You're taking this the wrong way. You How am I taking this the wrong Let's way? Relax, relax. Listen to me for a second. Billy, what the deal is. Hey! What the hell? The two would reunite one more time as faces at Survivor Series, teaming up with a, is it K Quick and former yes. DX teammate our truth. China. That was our truth. Yep. Oh, that's that's K Quick. K Quick. That's, that's awesome. right. Holy yeah. shit! Again, against the Radicals in a traditional Survivor Series match. Road Dog was released from um, from WWF contract in early 2001 due to ongoing drug issues, while Gunn was released in 2004 after 11 years with the company. Wow. Then we yeah, jump into so, TNA. So what? Yeah, before we do that, though, I just want to say, like, you know, uh, Road Dog went through a lot of drug issues and corrected himself, and it's pretty awesome. And, it, you know, like, you can say what you want about TNA's legacy, and I think one day I just have to, I have to get up the gumption to write like a legacy of TNA because it's really important. And uh, a lot of guys, including Kurt Angle, uh, got to go to TNA when they were trying to gain Slam. notoriety. Booker T went there. A lot of wrestlers went there when they were either healing Samoa injuries Joe or came trying out of there. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, but I mean, WWE guys like going over there trying to like heal injuries gotcha. or trying to trying to get better with their ailments or whatever. And Kurt Angle unfortunately got worse, but then he got better. And it's just kind of like the, 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 we're going to yada yada a little bit past the team. Dave will read some paragraphs here about TNA, but I don't mean to yada yada past TNA. It's important. Like, and we will do one day, like I said, a TNA legacy. You can argue like TNA really, saved a lot of wrestlers, man. They paid guys and girls. They paid guys and girls outside of WWE to do the craft, and they had less dates. And a lot of them ended up like not curing uh, that's the wrong word, but fixing their drug addictions and helping themselves out and healing injuries. And I think that like TNA is not spoken enough about how they helped a lot of wrestlers change and get better and wrestle less dates with yeah with fewer dates and taking their time and healing their bodies and yeah Yeah. and even like reading road dogs a guy that like inspirational for reading his instagram account or his twitter account of how he does celebrate his sobriety and still offers up uh, and reminds people where he was and how you can change and how you can always turn it around so um, I love following Road Dog, even through his years as a producer and even losing his job and still staying humble. He always never forgot uh, where he came from and how he recovered oh, and, and he focused on recovery. He's, he's doing behind the scenes now with uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So good. They're running the show. DX is running the show, by the way, right now. Fantastic stuff. All right. Uh, they, meaning, you know, I don't know. They both were resurfaced in TNA Wrestling on January 14th of 2006. Kip James and BG James, now calling themselves the James Gang, announced they had reunited in the face of Conan. <sighs> he always has to find his way into a goddamn podcast. Wait, Conan. with Co- so go what, what Conan brought the New Age Allies back? Conan and his no, it was like it was an angle LAX. Yep, attacked BG's real-life father, Bullet Bob Armstrong. Their official in-ring reunion took place the next night at Final Resolution, where they defeated the Diamonds in the Rough. On November 2nd edition of Impact, Kip and BG James cut a worked shoot promo announcing they were quitting the company out of frustration. During that promo, BG claimed that TNA had mismanaged him during his run there. And as Kip attempted to speak into the microphone, it was cut off. Attempts to use an announcer's microphone and scream directly to the crowd were met with another microphone cutting, and the show abruptly went to commercial. Um, On on the November 16, 2006 impact, they announced they had been given a creative control where they were changing their name to the Voodoo Kin Mafia VKM for short. Oh, wow. Vincent Man's initials declaring war on the WWE. We're back, Jack, and we're back in black. We see we're back for one reason and one reason alone. And in the business, we call that reason creative control. Now, what creative control means is that now the Voodoo Ken Mafia or VKM for short, now not only has the ability, you see now we have the permission to do anything we damn well please. Who gave them permission? During the war, because we know this is not a war, if we're being real about it, they called out the revived D-Generation X DX, calling it a failure 
and stating the original run was saved by their insertion as the New Age Outlaws in 1998. During their matches and promos on TNA television, they continually included references to DX, including the use of their signature taunts and maneuvers. Talk about this one. This is the one. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yeah, they, they did it. For the most part, their TNA run was very successful, and they got a chance to interact with talent they had never faced before. Yeah, so they did a um, lot of stuff here, whatever. Like, under Jarrett's guys, like, they... They tried to call it out, you know, Conrad on his podcast with Jared's like, you know, is it really smart to call out WWE and like make reference to them? And Jared's yeah. like, yeah, like, look, we knew we were number two, so we had to do stuff like that. But Conrad's like, but still, though, like if you're trying to be better, like why call out any competition? And he's like, because like they were famous from WWE. Everybody knew they were famous from WWE. If we didn't call that out, like people would be kind of like, well. We all know where they were from. Why are you not? And why so are you he's not? Like, yeah. yeah, they tried it, and like that that angle made it kind of flopped a little bit or whatever. But they tried to call out DX, and and that was at the time where DX, Craig, you went to that event at SummerSlam where DX came out on the tank, and it was just Shawn Michaels and uh, Triple H. So that was during that time where they called them out, and they were just like, oh, like we were the reason why DX was successful. We were the cool guys. Like they needed us and all that stuff. So it's just kind of, they were just trying to compete. You know, that's all it was. But I feel like in my mind, little... though, he could, they, they, they called Triple H and say, hey, man, we're going to do this. Are you cool? You're very, very, uh, probably, probably. And uh, and I just wanted to list yeah, their I guarantee you, Paul's like, Paul's like, do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't want to go into the distance of like their TNA career here, but they did their little run and they tried it and they won, you know, some, sure. I don't even think they won the titles to be honest, but like they were just trying to be like, they were trying to be, you know, when you have a, a rival company that's trying to start up, like it's when people, when AEW hires people from WWE, people critique them. And I'm like, why WWE is such an international brand. They put people's face on their television. If you hire someone from WWE, why would you not celebrate them and put their face on your program? Because people recognize them and do it. So TNA was doing the same thing with uh, New Age Outlaws. They were like, people recognize them from the Attitude Era. Why would we not like pitch them and hype them and populate them? So look, their TNA run is what it was. I feel it was really good. It was fine. There you go. Uh, we got the return to WWE on July 23rd of 2012. The New Age Outlaws returned to the homeland, the promised land, on the 1,000th episode of Raw to reunite with X-Pac, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H to reform D-Generation X for one night Jesus. only. They got don't 500 care. bucks each. No, stop. No, don't. Neither of you stop that. Please stop. Yeah, you you stop it. You you wrote this <laughs> on March fourth of two thousand thirteen episode of Old School Raw. The New Age Outlaws competed in their first televised tag team match in WWE since February of two thousand, where they defeated Primo and Ibako. And the following week on Raw, the New Epico, Age Outlaws Dave. answered a challenge to take on Rhodes Scholars. During during the match, they were attacked by Brock Lesnar who was in a feud with Triple H at the time. At the Royal Rumble 2014, the Outlaws defeated Rhodes and Goldust to become the WWE Tag Team Champions, their first reign with those particular titles, but their sixth overall Tag Team Championship reign in WWE in the first in over 14 
years. Oh, he doesn't realize that Billy Gunn has made the tag, and Billy oh, Gunn the The longest time between Reigns and WWE history. And then at WrestleMania 31, the Outlaws, along with X-Pac and Shawn Michaels, assisted their DX partner Triple H in defeating Sting. They also fought against the NWO, who had be, who had come in to aid Sting. Um, I still am mad at that, but that's okay. Sting should have won that. Yeah, different, different topic. But uh, yeah, like... It, it, the New Age Outlaws were super important to me. Like, they really were. I remember as a fan, you know, it's easy to kind of, you know, we do a lot of, we do a combination of both, right? We do, when we revisit, like, all these past episodes or pay-per-views or topics or wrestlers, we talk about how we feel now. But I like to talk about how I felt then. And how I felt then, I remember when I watched the New uh, New Age Outlaws rise to prominence, I was like, dude, these guys are onto something. Like, you felt it every time they came out. Oh, you didn't know? Like, and the whole thing was such a great play. And the crowd sang along. Like, these guys were super fucking popular and over. I and even talked though they're about light how Road Dog announces them in the beginning when he comes in. It's, it's, it's yeah, amazing. It, I just, I really want to, I don't think people talk about the New Age Outlaws enough. They were a very influential tag team uh, in at the beginning of the uh, Attitude Era that people do not talk about. One of the greatest tag teams of all time. And we talk about like Demolition. A lot of people look back at Demolition and be like, oh, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I was like, did you really know? Think about the years that Demolition dominated. Like three years. That's it. Three years. But we still talk about Demolition yeah. to this day. And I was like, oh my god, Demolition, Demolition. I was like, dude, they were only around from like 88. Or, well, They started a little bit in 87, 88, 89, and they lost their titles in 90, and they just kind of faded out after that. So Demolition was only really around for like three and a half years, and people still talk about them as one of the greatest WWF tag teams of all time. How can you not talk about New Age Outlaws in that same kind of time frame, three to four years? That was their light. That was they they shined. You know, and they came back and they had some retro stuff like Dave just talked about. And Dave will talk about their championships and accomplishments, which isn't a lot because they were only around for like it four was a years. short time. So yeah, yeah. It was a really short time there together. I mean, right now, let's go into PWI. Like PWA ranked them 43rd of the 100 best tag teams in the of the PWA years. I think that was in 2003 that was published. Um, PWA ranked them tag team of the year, though, in 1998. That's a big deal. Um, yeah. And then in WWE, they uh, they held the tag team championship one time. They had the WWE Hardcore Championship three times. Road Dog held it once. Billy, uh, Billy Gunn held it twice. The Intercontinental Championship was twice. They each held it one time each. And the WWF World Tag Team Championships, they held it five times. It's a big deal. And then, obviously, they are inducted into the 2019 Hall of Fame as members of D-Generation X. And I think this is the controversy that we all talked about earlier. Like, well, I think Road Dog said it. We're not going to be inducted on our own. And I would... I would challenge that. I would think that could change. 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. You give it a few. Yeah, I, I want to talk about these guys because a lot of people don't talk about them. To me, they revitalized tag team wrestling in WWE. They're great, uh, or WWF, like yeah. at the time, because WWF was just really Vince never really cared. Again, the whole thing is like I don't like tag team wrestlers. Got to pay twice the money. So if I can get one singles wrestler that I pay separately in a contract, and another singles a, wrestler, it's such a dumb together, way to look at that's it. Though, great. Like, you- like yeah. You're going to pay them all anyway if they're in the back and, or not. The funny thing is, though, TV. Dave, he ended up doing that with New Age Outlaws. He took a rockabilly and a roadie, and he's like, just, I don't know what to do with them. Put them together. And then they and, got together, and, and they're and like, not, not to sound like, do, and yeah. not to sound like a dick, though. Like, how many times at the end of a Raw we see fucking three-on-three of all these individual yeah. guys fucking tagging up anyway? Yeah, but New Age Outlaws should be celebrated, really. Like, I'm glad I did a legacy on them, like, because they, they deserve it. They really do. I love it. Good stuff. We'll leave it there for audio. Oh, sorry. Now. And now, oh, you oh, know. You know. Oh, you know. You better call somebody. We should Craig. be regarded as one of the best wrestlers, somebody. Yeah, and then Scissor. <laughs> I love yeah. that both of them have a career afterwards and they're both making great money right now. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. For audio fans, give us a listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at O2B2019 or on anything. Facebook. Just be lazy like podcast. you normally are. Whoa. For Jess Craig and myself, this is nope. the OWP signing off. Have a good one.